So we're calling Josh Adams. Yeah, hello. Yo, Josh, what's up? Hey man, it's me and uh, Marcus, and uh, we wanted to call and ask you some questions, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. So we doing this literally over the phone, like back in the eighties. Yep, back in the eighties, dude. It's great. We, we love it. I mean, like I don't know, dude. We we started doing this a couple podcasts ago, and we're like, oh yeah. I mean, they used to do radio interviews like this and shit. So I don't know. We yeah, we, we're right. doing this old school, man. Let's do it. I mean, let's let's, let's make it happen. Is it a, is it an introduction, or is we just kicking it like? Uh, maybe, yeah, we could do an introduction, probably. We probably should, huh? Is this the first one? <laughs> <laughs> this is the second one, I think. Yeah, this is uh, like... Who y'all do the first one with? Uh, Melanie. Oh, so y'all just calling all the black people. All right, cool, let's go. <laughs> well, it's open mics with Marcus and Justin. Keep on thrusting until you're busting. They're two best friends who go to open mics. They both have some pretty terrible nights. But they also have a lot of fun. Even though one of them is better than one. You all know which one I'm talking about, but neither of them do, so shut your fucking mouth. I saw that video you posted of uh, with, with your daughter in the background, just falling and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been kicking her a lot lately, man. She's funny. <laughs> I was going to be like, does she have your uh, your comedic uh, skills and stuff? I, you know what? She more like her, like that's the youngest one, Kennedy. She more like her mama than anything, but I think she do like audience and it's weird so i don't know what it is she gonna do but joanna my oldest she really a lot like me and got my my sense of kind of like humor and i can tell she do a lot of stuff that i do so yeah she do okay okay nice man yeah i have seen that she does like to dance and sing and stuff right yeah yeah she really like into the whole entertaining type of stuff like i feel like kennedy gonna be in the sports and bullying people and shit (laughs) (laughs) i don't i mean maybe it's because i'm a guy but like i i I know women bully each other, but it's it's just different. I feel like women bully each other way more, like, psychologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kennedy is big. Like, she like the, she's, like, in the 96th percentile of her height. Like, so she's going to be taller than a lot of people. And she's just aggressive. Like, her mama mean as fuck. So it's like, I feel like she's going to, and she's strong, like, uh, for a baby. So she's going to be mad at her getting older. Like, she's going to be fucking people up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's I love that. It's all her mom's tendency. Like it's her mom's qualities. I love it. She likes to beat the shit out of people. She's a bully. It is. It is. I'm more passive, bro. Like I let shit slide. You know, it's a respect thing for me. But her mom was just straight up like a fucking. You know what I'm saying? Her way out of highway type shit. And you know, she. You know, she done tried me a couple times. You know what I'm saying? But I'm shivering, so I would never put my hands on. So I had to take that in. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like a like an added responsibility of being a man is like you have to have that chivalry and that restraint. Yeah, Not, I don't I don't want to say like restraint, but like you you gotta. There's different rules for being a man, you know. You gotta be level headed. No, no, it is. You gotta. It's definitely restraint and uh, restraint and having that strength, bro. Because it's like you know I can fuck you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that'd be the thing. But it's like you know that I can't fuck you up, and you use that against me. So it's like, all right, I guess because if I if I do. Do whatever. I'm weak as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I just gotta take the L. So it's just I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a humility thing. Um, because it's like yeah, you know that you're stronger too. So it's like it's almost like pick on some of your own size, you know. But then women have that yeah. like, well, I'll just fuck up another woman. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm one two. I'm like one and two because of chivalry, bro. Mm. <laughs> it is. It's weird. It's weird that women know that. If you're actually a, a a guy with decency, that they can just walk all over you, and but we let them. 
I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll take that shit. We'll take it. Go ahead. Okay, but, what we love you. But they, but they fucked up for using that against us. The one thing that we're supposed to have that they're supposed to admire, like a real man would do this, but to take advantage of that, what kind of person would do that? To be like, this is the thing you're supposed to hold out. you never supposed to put your hands on a woman. But you use that mm. against me. You weaponize it at the same time, so they weak as fuck for that. The ones that do it, they don't know all, but... Yeah, because I was going to say, some men do that to women. Like, they'll control a woman... Um, by being physically intimidating or financially intimidating or stuff. So it's just like people, whether you're a man or a woman, people are manipulative and will use it in relationships poorly. Um, That's very true. Very true. We all do that. We got to all get away from manipulating other people. Mm. When we can, that's just fucked up. Like, I try to get out of there. I had somebody tell me that. He was like, you're real manipulative. And I was like, I didn't even realize that. Like, I didn't know how, but I guess we all do it in our own kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Why can't we just... Enjoy each other's company, dude. Well, because some people know, suck man. ass, man, and you just don't want their company, and you just... So then that's it's true. like, how do you do it diplomatically? <laughs> like, how do you... How do you get them yeah, on? Yeah, no, that's true. Um, where you been doing comedy recently, like, now that things are opening up and stuff? Uh, recently, uh, I, uh, let me see. I went to Grasher Pub, but then I guess we ain't going there no more because they racist for some reason. Oh. And then, uh... Um, yeah, what? and then a new way, and then I did Cadbury Farms. I did a a show show there with Lauren Harlick. Cadbury and, um, Farms. Like, yeah, like, Cadbury Farms is like a drive-in out there in like Lake Orion, and they I did the first show. It was like eighty cars, and then after the show, they show forty-year-old version. It was way better than what I thought it was gonna be, and um, and then yesterday I just did one at a at a park out here in Detroit on Prevost and. On Prevost and is that Puritan? Yeah, Prevost and Puritan. So that was fun. Like they say, just think they say outside. Oh, and that'd be they, cool. Uh, oh, Gilligan's Island, like kind of vibe, like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, where is it? It's uh, wait. Yesterday was what Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that like a regular thing or? Uh, they probably will. The guy who does the Punchline show on Mondays, the promoter will do that. The punch, the I think called Poetry and Punchlines or something like that. Dre. Okay. Yeah, he uh he's starting a series outside until everything opened back up. And I believe that was the first one we just did. So yeah, 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 it was the first one we did yesterday. And it went good, man. Like I'm not a fan of outside shows. I wasn't, but I I'm thinking now people are just more open to this stuff because they've been inside for so long that they just have they recalibrated. They mm. recalibrated their expectations and they sat and they paid attention and even with cars flying bad, people shooting fireworks, it ended up being like a real good ass show. I'm not gonna lie, like it just turned out to be like a beautiful situation, and I was impressed with that and uh, the drive-in show. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I was, I was gonna ask you how you think comedy is gonna be different after this. Only, only difference is I think uh, for the people that's going, the PTSD from all this is gonna have some people that's for the rest of their life gonna be afraid to be in places where it's a lot of people. Mm. So it's just gonna be more people watching online. So. Like, you may do a show at Punchline, and when they get back to letting 100% capacity back in, it's going to be people who can just buy tickets to watch online. Oh, I think that's shit. just going to be a wrinkle added to it. And they still going to try to make people feel good about, you know, the disinfecting and all that. So they might, showtimes may be pushed back a little further. So your 8 o'clock show, as opposed to being 8 and 10, it might be 8 and 11 to get them the ability to just disinfect the way they want to when they turn the room over. Because, you know, that first show used to have to be quick. Yeah. And so they can get you in and out and turn it over. Now they're like, we got to take proper caution, burn every piece of furniture in here, and bring your <laughs> furniture in, however they go do it. But 
it's gonna be those kind of changes, but it's it's gonna go from drastic back to something that's realistic. Cause mm. like nine eleven, when nine eleven happened, they was tripping. Nobody was flying again, and they had all these crazy protocols, and then they had to ease it down and be like, all right, it happened, but let's be realistic. It's all gonna go back to a new norm. That's what I'm feeling too. I, I'm really thinking. I don't. I'm, I was even saying yesterday. I'm like, I don't even know why the companies are putting all these protocols in place. I understand like the glass in front of like the cashiers and stuff. That makes sense. But I don't think we need to put the the six feet stickers down and stuff. And I'm not saying that I'm opposed to like being safe and sanitary. But it's like no one looks at the stickers. No one stands on any of that shit. I think it's a waste of time and money. It is a waste of time and money. But I think somebody is getting money to make it. Yeah, exactly. So somebody benefit from it. So I would just believe they like these stickers will be a thing of the past very soon. Like and these and these and the glass they putting up because it's like so do Corona not travel due to COVID not travel under where you where I hand you my money at it just hits the it hit the glass and that. <laughs> well, I, I like think all of it. Yeah, I don't think Corona sticks to cash. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> thing though. All this stuff is crazy. It's just all kind of like. It's just all stupid to me because I don't want to get into it. I don't know if that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I, did, I was I, – we we avoided the – I tried – he wanted to talk about – Mark no, wanted to talk I about was, quarantine. Tr- no, no, I wanted to see more like what – well, how comedy is going to change. And I – you know, I, I didn't really think about how long – how much longer it's going to take to turn over a room. But that's definitely going to be one of the things. I mean, I've seen places yeah. where they just spread out the people way more. You know, I, I've they seen – the, They're going to do that. Like Mark Ridley's can hold 400, but now they're going to do half capacity mm. and they're going to do more shows. So as opposed to like when they would sell out, it would be let's say four hundred. Now they sell out, it would be two hundred, and they will do two shows Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and probably two Sunday to make up that money. Mm. So it's gonna be a lot extra going on. So tickets probably gonna be more expensive too, just to make up for the fact that they gotta hire, you know pay more. They gotta pay the waitresses to be there for an extra show now. These extra shows, all that's gonna money gonna go up. You know what I'm saying? But our pay gonna go down and. <laughs> <laughs> these these comedians on the road, like you gotta think. Let's just say somebody. Let me think of somebody we all know. All right, I ain't gonna say Crystal Lee. He going through some shit. Uh, <laughs> I, somebody, I, uh, we all know that's funny. I already that's see that's uh, Brian Brian Callen. I already see him like out in clubs. Yeah. So a guy like that who was he doing theaters before all of this? I think he was doing smaller theaters, big clubs. Yeah. <laughs> so put it like this. Let's just say your typical guy who is pretty much. On or a working comedian that's on that's, that's beyond clubs, working theaters, and on his way to being whatever, he now has to come back to the clubs. And now somebody broke it down that it's going to be like co headliners. And now it's going to be like you might get him, and let's just say somebody like, I don't know why I'm blanking on comedians right now, but just somebody that's extra famous too. They both had to work. Who the guy that uh, Zach Martino was on the road with for a while? Oh, uh, Rory Scovel. Let's say that. Let's say him and the guy you named, Rory Scovel, will co-headline, and then they will just get a local host to host. And these guys are going to make, they not close to what they used to make, but something in that range, but they both got a co-headline, and then we'll make us at the level we at, little little chump change. So now, we independent shows are going to be even more important to the comedians that's up and coming, mm. like the people that's not on. So this is a time now where you definitely want to build your own following and social media, like how y'all doing y'all show and stuff like that, because if you think you're just going to go the route of, oh, I'm going to work the club, work my way up, be a host, feature, the headliner, start traveling, until all this get back to normal, all the big heads, all the guys that were the names are coming back to the clubs because 
they just can't, they're not going to make the money they was before. So now everybody is taking a step back for however long. That's what it's going to look like for the next year or two. So it's going to be like a trickle down um, that basically takes, it it takes opportunities and gives them to people who who had their bigger theater opportunities taken away. And it's just going to like kind of trickle down and, and... we're gonna get the scraps of it. Yeah. Yeah, but but like I said, you don't panic, you pivot. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. by knowing that, it's like already having that mindset of being like, all right, well, that's why someplace like the Independent Comedy Club, which go get bigger names, but just those kind of shows, and just you you y'all two might just grab a theater and just the following y'all built, packing people in there doing shows. Same thing with me. Mm. So it's like, all right, you know, that's why I'm not rushing to go back to L.A. because if L.A. opening up at twenty percent. It was already a line of people, so imagine now uh, the funnel it is. Now it's even smaller for talent to get through. If you was like, if you were already popping out there, now the line is even longer, and the funnel of people that they was letting in went from let's say five to two at this point in time. So now I gotta wait what to get on. It's like no, now I just gotta, I gotta ramp this shit up on this end. So I gotta podcast and eventually start doing my own shows, like hey, bringing people back and just start feeding my following. And, Letting them boost me up so that Hollywood can jump back on, jump on my dick again. Yeah, that's, what, that's one of the things I've noticed, like with Andrew Schultz, is he's he's and I, Mark Norman, all these guys who are like, I'd rather put out a special on Netflix or sorry on YouTube, right, yeah. for free, and put your shit out there for free and build that following rather than trying to go through the traditional channels because, like you said, man, L.A. right now, especially, I think they they have another uh, outbreak of coronavirus, so it's like that place is going to take way longer to open up and. Yep. Just the opportunities aren't going to be there. I mean, the opportunities were already so slim out there that it's it's not like you're going to go out there and it's just going to be easy mode. It's going to be fucking harder than it used to be. Yeah, man. It's going to be even harder, bro. So it's like you can either sit back and wait for it to go back to the old format, which who knows how long that is, or you just see what's going on, adapt, and you see all these ways of putting content on here. Like Sandy shows that was a perfect example of somebody that before all this was on that tip and now this ain't hurting him i mean i i see him doing more videos he got his team he's yeah. doing both of them podcasts that he's a part of the brilliant idiots flagrant too and he's steady i mean i'm sure he got other stand-up like that's why i'm going back into all my other stuff and it's like oh let me start putting these clips up and just putting them out there because it just takes one clip for people to see your clip mm-hmm. and they come back and see all the other stuff so it's like you know it's new to the people that they never saw it's just this one percent that the algorithm allow your people to see. They like, oh yeah, they only let so many people see it out of the eleven thousand people I got following me. But to the people who haven't seen it yet, it's all brand new. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just putting it up for when they catch wind of it. I'm gonna keep working like everybody's paying attention. And then when they click, they find out. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know if y'all watch Blue Chips, but I'm the I'm the Al Bordeaux. Like I, that was Shaq character in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just he was one of the best players in the country, but nobody knew about him because he lived in Orleans. Like they had to go through all the woods to find this nigga, and they found him, recruited him, and brought him to school. And you know he bought out. So I kind of just take that approach. Like I'm out here, they just don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the approach you have to take because I think too many people try and focus on like oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to go viral. It's like no, no. You got to build your following like one person at a time. You know, it's like just build it. Try to do it slowly. It's not going to happen overnight. But then when it does happen, you know, the people are, oh, it just happened overnight. It's like, no, no, you've been putting in this work for yeah. five, ten, however many years. And now it's finally paying up. But it's it's kind of like investing where it's like you got to start somewhere. You're not going to buy one stock and it's going to go from $5 to $5 million and then you're rich. It's like you got to diversify. You got to try all kinds of different things and you got to take little gains when they happen. You can't just expect it to happen, you know, overnight. 
And then the other thing you were saying was about pivoting, man. It's like I think a lot of people don't know how to pivot or are scared to pivot and, or or just have some insane expectation that things will go exactly how they used to. And it's like that's never happened in history. Things always change, and the successful people are the ones who can adapt to it. Yeah, you got to adapt, man. You know, and like you say, that's it's it, brick by brick. That's what I'm learning. It's like put that video up. And, and I'm also learning not to even worry about – I used to be strategic. Or I'm going to post stuff at this time. Now it's like, bro, I'm just going to push it up. Yeah, and the yeah. people that, that, that mess with it don't gravitate towards it in the videos that they don't, they don't. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to just put up what I think I enjoy. You know what I'm saying? What I think people going to fuck with. So That's the weirdest yeah, – you just brick by brick. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing with talking about things that you enjoy. It's because, like, me and Marcus, we make things and we actually thoroughly enjoy them and laugh at it. Well, <laughs> and then you post the, it and then yeah. and, it, and it gets no love. And then the things that are, like, whatever but you still need to post – People love it, and it's so it's a weird. I don't understand. I don't. That's the thing. Like I'm trying to comprehend. It's like, so what are you supposed to release? Are you supposed you're to release supposed to, everything? I think, I think you're supposed to release what you think is funny. Because like, if you don't enjoy what you're putting out there, like I I don't know, man. I'm just thinking if you were a writer on a show that you fucking hate, you would hate your life, right? You, yeah, you have a great job. You're doing this and that, but it's like you don't enjoy what you're doing. Why would you do that? I'd much rather enjoy what I'm doing. And even if it doesn't, you were talking about the numbers and being strategic on posting. Like when this whole thing first broke out, I was trying to do that and I was like, all right. But I was getting so caught up with the numbers of everything, it was driving me insane. Like I was like, I don't, you know, every little video, I'm like, why does this one have more views than this one? Is yeah. it because I used a different hashtag? Is it because I used this hashtag later in the post? And, and I'm like, this shit was driving me nuts. So now I'm just like, I'd rather focus on, I like this, I think it's funny, let me post it, and then not even look at how it does. Because that shit just drives me nuts. If it, do, if it does poorly, I go nuts. If it goes well, I'm like, ooh, now I gotta do, it's just, I don't know, man. No, that's real, dog. Like, like you say, like, you always go crazy trying to figure out why this shit ain't working. Like, you'll go crazy, like, what is it, this hashtag, should I put up comp? Like, bro, that shit will drive you nuts. It's like, Bro, just just make what you enjoy. Like that's what I'm gonna start doing. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna make what I enjoy. I'm not gonna make what I think people like. Cause you go crazy trying to please everybody. Like that's just in life. Like if you try to please everybody, bro, you'll please you won't please the one the one person that's most important yourself. And that's what you gotta deal with every day of your life. So do the shit that you think is genuinely funny and let and those numbers appeal. So even if it's like ten people that see it, keep putting it up because it's gonna grow. As right. opposed to doing some shit you don't like, and it gets you a thousand. It's like, man, that's like working a. That's like this. You, you love. I love doing comedy, and I would literally do it for free, even though it's not realistic because I got kids. I don't like comedy. So my thing is, I would do comedy for free. But if somebody was like, "Bro, I give you a job, and all you gotta do is press a button, and you get a million dollars," it's like I still just wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't be happy doing that. I would rather do comedy and make what I make doing comedy. You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, man, like, y'all doing the right thing, man, creating your own content, taking control of what y'all doing, got to have an ownership over it, and just put out the shit that y'all like, no matter what the response is, and keep going at that, because you will connect somewhere, some, somewhere down the road, you're going to connect, and you're going to just feel better in the end, like, just do that, dog, like, and don't fucking worry about the numbers and the hashtags if you can, only hashtag your shit. Like, fuck trying to find a hashtag, like, oh, I'm going to put Explore page, because then everybody that go to Explore page is going to find this. It's like, no, just hashtag y'all shit personally. That way, people can find y'all easier. That's what it is. I mean, as opposed to trying to find a shortcut to go viral, just put up content brick by brick. Put your hashtag up there and be consistent. So that way, people, they're like, all right, this video got uh, 
open my Hollywood on here. Let me click this, and then it's gonna go to everything else that say open my Hollywood, and now everybody can keep up with the other shit you put up. So just keep doing that. Yeah, and that's going back to what Andrew Schultz was saying. He's like, dude, I, nobody watches your full hour special. Why would you not just put out like two minutes, three minutes, five minutes? Because then people they'll watch it and they'll be like, "Ooh, I want more of that." Like when you over like overload people and open just flood the market with your shit, man. I don't know, dude. People don't respond to it as well as if you know you have incremental things that they can you know. Oh, I can watch it two minutes. Like when I'm on you, I, I try to think about it more like if when I'm on YouTube, if I see a video is 18 minutes long, I'm probably not going to click yeah. on it. And even if I do, I'm not going to watch all of it. But if I watch a two minute video, I'm like, I really like that. I'll click on that channel and try to find more of that shit. And the other thing I've been trying to focus on is like with social media and I I realize how much it affects me negatively when I'm consuming it is like, I'd rather be on social media creating something like putting my shit out rather than consuming other people's. And it's not like, cause I don't, I like to laugh too, but when you're just scrolling through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and everything, man, it, I don't know, dude, it drives me nuts. And I would rather be on there like promoting my shit. I took a break from all that. And, once I got, I felt better when I made the decision because I felt like going on there, like you said, you get consumed with other people's content. Then you start making comparisons of why is shit working and why am I not? And, uh, and then you're like, damn, well, I should be able to make something like this. I'm, wow, I should be able to do this. Why am I doing that? As opposed to, like you said, now I, I'm, I'm back on there, but I'm only on there to post my content. And just to communicate, and then to communicate with the people who are watching my content. So it's just like, all right, bet they comment, I'm gonna comment back. I don't go on there for nothing else other than posting my content, uh, corresponding with the people who are funding my content, and like messages, like people who messaging me about maybe booking something like that. I'm not on there scrolling no more because, like you say, it's just a waste of time. You'll be on there more looking at other people's shit than your own, and then you know how you know a lot of them times the thought that I was having. I'm like, are these my thoughts or are these thoughts being put in my head? By me scrolling down my timeline yeah, and taking all exactly, these ideas and feelings off. So I had to get away from it. it. It was also like it you can get so much in your head, like you just don't even create the content. You think about it so much and say you're gonna do it, but you just say that so much and you don't do it. It's might as well you just might as well start doing something. Because I've done it to this. It it took forever for to get certain ideas going and like just work on certain side projects and do all this stuff because it's just you're you get in your head so deep. Yeah. And you're like, I don't even know if people are going to listen to this, but it's like, well, you have to put something out or no one's going to listen to you at all. And that's like, I feel better when I make something and put it out. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Like, if it gets two views, it's like, yeah, but am I proud of how it looks? Am I happy with how it came out? Am I happy that I spent three hours making that instead of watching, you know, whatever show? And I still watch shows. Like, I like watching Rick and Morty. I like watching stupid shit all the time. But it's like, when my whole day is just me watching shit. And I'm, and then I go to bed. I'm like, I didn't do anything today. I'd rather yeah, have it no, where no. I spent three hours making something as shitty as it turns out. I did something. No, that shit is very true, and I, I'm gonna always go back. I'm gonna always go back to the uh, to my motto or my just my feeling of that you know maybe the shit you making ain't for right now is for the future. Mm. Like the videos that you making that people not fucking with now, when they when whenever whatever video pop. Everybody's gonna go back. Cause I got so much shit that I made like, niggas not fucking with this. Like I'm looking at it like I'm looking at this like why like I'm like I'm impressed. Like I, I got stand up on there that I'm like, I know and it's not long, it's clips that I'm like and I had to tell myself it's just like just not right now. God is like, just wait. When it it'll all make sense in a minute in reality. So it's like I'm just sitting back waiting and when it do, I can just put my feet up 
and I'm still I still got more content and it's still more in me to get off but I just gotta understand that it's just not for right now like I heard Jay-Z say some shit about that like about this artist that didn't really get much love in the beginning I ain't saying I got hopefully I ain't gonna die and then I get it but whatever whenever I get the appreciation I get it that's all that matters but like when it do hit, it'll hit. So it's like, it just might not be for the moment. Just give it some time. Cause you know, a lot of your shit might be ahead of your time. Like I had to talk with a, a big agent, uh, a, a management company out there, three arts, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Ron set it up for me. And I had a conversation with the guy, he seen my stuff. And he basically was just like, yeah, I can't, he's like, I really don't know what, he's like, you know, our, our whole deal in Hollywood is we need to know how we can make money off of you. And where we gonna put you out? Are you, are you Mike Epps? Are you D.L. Hughley? Do you tell funny stories? Are you a political comedian? And I, I didn't know how to, def- I couldn't define myself, but I sent them two clips of me being at my funniest. And y'all done seen me before. Y'all know when I'm in my, when I'm in rare form, what it's like. You know what mm. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I sent him that shit. And I've been sending that to JFL. And I actually sent the message on the email to JFL. Like, look, this is me at my best when I'm improvising, doing like, you know what I'm saying? Making the show feel like it's uh, for this specific audience. And I weave in my material through it. And I'm like, and then I had, I came to the conclusion, if they don't pick me from this, off of this material, or off of this like ex- example of my comedy, then they just don't get me, and that's cool. So I can't force something that they don't get. They'll get it eventually when they see me, when it pops. But they, my man basically just said, because he couldn't define me, or I couldn't define myself, he was just like, you should try to work on da-da-da-da. But it's just like, you just can't define me yet because I ain't pop. Just, he like, you funny. He basically said to me, any given night, you'll be the funniest person on the show, but that ain't enough. In my head, yeah, it is. And they're like, if I'm funny, put me in front of the people and you'll be able to define me. You just don't get me. That's you so scary. Yeah, isn't, it, isn't that crazy? Why like, is that? They, why, they, they, why do they say that? Well, they, the I, think, I think the way they look at it is how can they make money off you right now, right? So they, yeah. they look at it like, well, we know we made money off D.L. Hughley and all these other comedians, so they're like, well, what box are we going to put you in? Like, what? what how are we going to market you, right? And if they don't know that, that's what sucks, man. I'm, I'm thinking about it like there's tons of athletes who got overlooked in the draft and shit like that because they're like, well, we don't know. He's not a prototypical quarterback or whatever the fuck. And then 20 years later, it's like, oh. And I'm not, I don't want to use Tom Brady, but he's like a classic where it's like, yeah, he got drafted in the sixth round. Right, and then it's like, well, he do, he didn't fit this, and he didn't fit that, and it's like, yeah, but you, you just didn't know how to use him, and like that's where it's like, you know, you need like your Bill Belichick to be like, look, I know I can get what I need out of him, and then you're that's pop. all you need. That's all you need is that one person. So like, I, I took it for what it was when Cuz told me when he said what he said, and he actually said like, yeah, man, because I told him I moved out to Hollywood, I, I mean LA, and I came back. He's like, yeah, maybe you should stay out to Detroit a little longer and work your set out, and in my head, you know. I'm just being cool at this point, you know what I'm saying? Because at this point, there's nothing more I can say because Hollywood only knows one thing. They like, it's a formula and you got to be ready-made. We're not here to develop anybody. We need to know what you are already and then we just want to push you in whatever direction we can see you going in. And I had to just take a step back and be like, yeah, all right, because, because I mean, in reality, I know where I'm at in my love, like in my comedy. Like I've been doing this long enough to where I'm only getting better and I'm at the, I'm at the highest level you can get to and I'm trying, and I'm only trying to get better than that every day. So it's like, the shit you talk about, me putting a set together that tells more about my life, I don't need to stay in Detroit to figure that out. I don't need a lot of stage time to get good, like, or to, like, I honestly come up with a new 20 minutes in a month. And that's just me being real because I've been doing it so long. I put the work in. Like, I already naturally had the gifts. I actually put the work in so I can get better. You know what I'm saying? But it was just that conversation was just so crazy to me that he was like, Mike Epps. And I wish I could have met him when he first met Mike Epps or heard of Mike Epps. I was like, define Mike Epps. Because you wouldn't have been able to. All these comedians that we say we can define, 
you can't until they pop, and then you figure it out. After that, it's like, oh, we know what to do. Yeah. Like, like define, define Robin, get Robin Williams to be like. That's what I want. I, I wish I could have had gave that example. You like, can't, you so can't what, define Robin. Robin Williams. Yeah, so it's just like whatever. But that's why you just gotta, you gotta stay down on your grind, bro, and just keep doing what you're doing. That's why I was telling y'all, like, build your audience. Hollywood do not know what the fuck they're doing, and Hollywood gets reset every ten years by the motherfuckers that they told, nope, you're not supposed to be here. You're too old. You're too mm. short. You're too tall. You're black. You're Asian. You know what I'm saying? It gets reset every 10 years and then that's the format. And now that's the thing that they're going to tell everybody that's the only thing that's going to work. Yeah. Hollywood, just, they don't know what's going on until we tell them. Yeah. And that's the other thing where it's like if you build your audience and go out there, then they'll be like, oh, you have an audience? Well, forget everything I said about defining. Oh, you have an audience. That's how we'll make yeah. money off you. So that, again, I think they're all based on the money. And it's funny you brought up JFL because um, I remember when I did uh, the comedy festival out in, in Burbank, they had one of the JFL guys there talking to the comics. And he was he was so, like, I asked him a question about, like, improvising and crowd work and this and that. And he was like, no, we don't want to see that. We just you, we just want to hear just the straight up. I'm like, what if it's funny? He's like, yeah, no, I don't care. I don't, you know. And I was like, so you don't really care about what's the funniest. You just want to have your boxes checked. Yeah. And it sounded a lot like he was like, yeah, pretty much. We just want to have boxes checked and that's it. That's it. They, they want to hear what they can possibly turn into a sitcom. <laughs> and uh, that's it. They like, all right, okay, Tim the Two Man Taylor, all right, King of Queens. You know, I mean, you know, the Bernie Mac show. Like, they want something that they can. And I get that because that's what that's what normal television is. But television now is so different. Where it ain't even just television. No, you got the internet. People getting a you know Netflix. Like the way shows are that we watch on Netflix, they, they never could work on broadcast television. But they still have broadcast television in mind. Just like. Like radio. Radio is a dying medium, dog. Mm. The newspaper's a dying medium, even though niggas are still holding on. And honestly, broadcast television is a dying medium. It's like, bro, why would I have to sit, why would I have to be somewhere at 8.30 and make sure I'm there to watch it when I can go on Netflix and watch a show from the first one, my nigga, all the way to the 12th episode. Like, mm-hmm. not leave my house. So, like, television is changing. People's, the way we digest content is changing. Like you said, Andrew Show said, why would I put up an hour when I can put up a two-minute bit, five-minute bit? People want it in however, however they want it. People can get it now. You don't have to get it one way. Yeah. And it's almost like I, I think once you have that realization of like, okay, that's how Hollywood works, you almost can't even be mad at them because they're like, okay, that's how they view it. Work around it. Like you just have to be like, okay, so that's how they work. If I'm not, if I'm not going to, you know, totally sell out to that or I, you know, they don't want me the way I am, you have to just take that and move on. You know, like I think a lot of people try to whore themselves out too much in Hollywood, too. And that's that's what was crazy out there, man. Seeing so many like I'm an actor, comedian, writer, improvised, like all these things. And I'm like, you're none of those things. You're just a whore who's waiting for someone to whore you out. Like, it's so crazy, dude. That place, that town is nuts like that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, exactly what you're saying is real, though. It's like Hollywood is just gone. Hey. I said this before, like, they looking for a brand. they like, what are you? And we need you to be this for the rest of your life. I'm like, I can't be a brand. Some days I'm going to talk about, you know what I'm saying, what's wrong in the world and God and how we should treat this and that third. And then I might just be talking about how bitches ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not <laughs> going to be somebody who's going to consistently be this one thing, like this character of myself, like this, this thing that I created that I have to be all the time so that way you can sell. Like, nigga. Like, Oreos have to be what Oreos are. You know what I'm saying? And then they can branch off and do the weird-looking shit with the beige ones, with the cream in them. But Oreos had to be Oreos for so long. It's like, nigga, no, nah, I, I might not feel like 
you know, I might want to do something different. I, mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I realized. Like, I hate to say I'm an artist, which is weird, because it sounds weird to say that, but it's like, nigga, I might not feel like delivering the material the way that they are accustomed to me to delivering it. It ain't going to be, don't mean it ain't going to be funny. Mm. It's just not going to be what you're accustomed to. Like, I feel like my audience can fuck with that, because I'm a real, I'm a person, nigga. Like, if I'm hurt, I'm going to talk about how my heart was broken. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I might tell the story about me getting crabs. You know what I'm saying? Or I might talk about, like, like politics, like what's going on right now. I haven't had my, I haven't had the time yet to wrap my comedic brain around what's going on. You know what I'm saying? In the news, I mm. want to because I'm angry. Now that I sat back and really saw what's popping, but it's like now my political comedian now because I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, it's just that's what I feel like talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's I think that's the the coolest thing about Dave Chappelle was like everyone was like you're crazy. You walked away from fifty million dollars, and now ten years later. You know, he's like, he he's he can do whatever he wants. He can put out that 846 special. He can put out just whatever he wants to put out when he wants to put it out because he, he's not controlled by, you know, whatever, Comedy Central or this or that because they're not like, well, yeah. we gave you $50 million. You kind of have to do I what I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Like, now go back in time or on some Rick and Morty shit and go to this other dimension where he mm. took the $50 million and Dave tried to say that shit. And they cancel the fuck out of him for real, for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the most uncancelable persons on the planet. Like, you can't cancel him. Yeah. Like, it's no way, it's no shape, it's no how. Like, so, in reality, you just got to go for what you know. It's like, it's all about what you're getting into this for. And I just want to be the best comedian that I can possibly be. Like, and that's really what I, what I do when I think about that. I don't give a fuck about being famous. Uh, I don't give a fuck about being the richest nigga that do it, but I know if I get to where I want to go at it, all those things will come with that. But those are secondary. Like I just want to look up and people be like, "Hey, dog, you are one of the greatest." Like it ain't too many people as good as what they do as you are at, at comedy. Like that's what I want to hear when they like, "Hey, Jordan, the way Jordan, the way Josh did comedy, the way fucking whoever painted painted, and whoever the fuck played ping pong like this over there in Asia." Like that's what I want to hear them say about me, cuz. So that's really why I got into it. So I was talking to a comedian yesterday about, yeah, man, I'm talking about getting paid. I told that nigga like straight up off top, bro. I don't know it all. I don't know your financial situation, but if money your focus, then you should probably not do this. Like if you get funny, people gonna book you and people are gonna pay you. But if your whole focus is, like, hey man, I'm trying to get on the show, get paid, it's like you coming at this ass backwards. Like you know, I, and I, I hated them guys. When I came into comedy, dog, it was not about money. And when the first time I got handed some cheese. I'm not going to lie to you. It blew my mind. It wasn't even a lot of money, but it was like, somebody paid me to do this shit? And I know that sounds cliche, but on everything I love, it's, it to this day, it still fucked me up that I, I for five, six years, I was taking care of myself and my daughter with comedy money. Like, nigga, this is, the, I'm getting it from comedy. I'm going and making people laugh. They paying me, and I'm taking this money, and I'm buying a car with it. It empowered me in a way that it was like, all right, dog, this shit's super real. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can, I can have it all. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like be, you know, opening your own business. I've I've started to look at comedy like an entrepreneur, where it's like I have a product, right? You have your service or whatever you want to call it. It's up to you to to make it work, right? It's up to you to like, hey, you know, I gotta, you know, make the money where I can make it. But it's it's you have that freedom. It's the freedom to struggle, right? It's the freedom to like, I'll figure it out. But not, you know, it, you don't have to clock in. There's nobody yelling at you. This and that. I mean, you're drunk. People who yell at you at shows, but it's not like you have a boss who's like, so you're five minutes late today, uh, you're taking this job seriously? It's like you don't have that shit, which is, it's a beautiful nah. thing, man. No, nah, it is. It is. It's shit, bro. Mm. 
Wow. Well, Josh, uh, so where where uh, can people listen to you at and find you and stuff? What's your social media and your YouTubes and podcasts and all that? Uh, well, my social media, I use Instagram a lot, uh, Twitter too, sometimes when I feel like it. But like I said, I've been taking a far back. But I'm putting most of my content up on Instagram, and that Instagram page is Josh Adams with three Z's. That's uh, J-O-S-H-A-D-A-M-S-Z-Z-Z, no spaces. And, um... Uh, I got a podcast that I do called the Josh Adams Podcast. It's on whatever you can listen to podcasts on. I ain't going to act like I remember, but I'm on there. So you, you should find it on there. And then what I've been doing is I've been going live on my podcast. So I will go live on my IG. So like for the first 24 hours, you can watch it live. And then I take it off my live and I just kind of take clips from it and mm. take it down. And then, you know what I'm saying, put the clips up. So you can literally watch the podcast live. I'm trying to figure out how to make it a better product. Like literally going live and people kind of can call in, you know, I call in, but you know how they can just kind of like tap in on the IG and be a guest on the show live and we can kick it. And it's just a bunch of relationship based content where I'm trying to just like fix my life just mm-hmm. in general. Like I ask questions that have something to do with my life. Because everything in there, every episode, I feel like I'm trying to figure myself out and get better. So yeah. So the Josh Adams podcast and then, um, boop, 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 boop. Um, I think, uh, that's about it. I mean, I got a Facebook page. That's a personal page and I should have a fan page, but, it's too much work, man. I don't care that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's on there though. Josh Adams, the comedian, but I put most everything on IG. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep it simple for me, I can do a lot on there. Okay, wow. and we'll, we'll plug. Uh, we'll put the uh, we'll put the handle and stuff up on the podcast too, so people can find it easier. Um, Appreciate. It. But yeah, but uh, yeah, Josh, it was uh, great talking to you. One of the funniest comedians you'll uh, see. Yeah, check today. him out. Um, we'll see you around, man. Are you gonna are you gonna be at New Way tonight? It's going down again. I yeah, think so, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm near the end shit. I'm near. I All got right. nothing else to do. Then we'll see you there. Thanks for, uh, thanks for talking to us, Josh. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Y'all be cool. All right, Take it easy, Josh. Josh Adams, man. Wow. That was some real shit, too. Because, so real. Um, like, he, he was talking about uh, the, the realities of being a, being a comedian. It's like, dude... But you, you have to build your own. That's what he was saying, like brick by brick, man. It's and I saw someone post this on Twitter too. It's like you're not gonna build a following a thousand people at a time. You're gonna build it one follower. But at a you're time. also not gonna build a following by talking about building a following and not doing anything. <laughs> like you're, that's a you're big, saying. You're saying talking like, about it won't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's honestly the, like a huge thing though. Like I, I mean, I've I've done it. It's mm. like you say so much shit. And then you sit back and you're like, what can you actually do? Yeah, and that's, and that's why, hard. You can't go yeah. like, I'm going to create a podcast. I'm going to create a show. I'm going to create this. I'm going to create this. It's like, okay, you got to take a step back because my ADD goes so fucking much. It's like, yeah. you got to get on stage. Yeah. That's a given. You have to get on stage. But that's not enough. And that's you have to like write, the, the... which I don't do it. I mean, I think I do a lot, but I don't think I do enough. Which I think if I did write more, I'd take you to the next level. But yeah, I just like building the following, he says, step by step is just so... But the, the content too, it's like you have to make the content. And that's yeah. where he's like, you know, make things that you think are funny. You yeah. know, because Enjoy it. it might not be for right now, but um, I know that there's times where I find shit that's old on the mm-hmm. internet. And I'm like, that's hilarious. And someone's like, that's from five years ago. And it's like... Still hilarious. But you can and you can see from like the history, like where this person like you can watch the progression of this person grow. Mm. And it scared me to listen to Josh Adams, who's been doing comedy for like what, seventeen years now, I think. I don't, he's I don't like know. He's like sixteen exact I think he's at sixteen or seventeen years. He's honestly like number one Michigan comic, I think. Yeah. And he one of the funniest people you ever meet, one of the nicest, humble people you ever meet too. But when someone that is so good is telling you like Hollywood doesn't 
know what to do with me. I'm like, yeah. how does Hollywood not know what to do with his talent is up there? Because Hollywood doesn't it's know so, anything. Like what, it what seems I've realized, like it sounds so brainless. But what I've realized about Hollywood is like Hollywood doesn't create anything. Hollywood yeah. is just platforms, and they're like. Well, if you we don't put fit, you yeah, they just want to insert people into platforms. And if they don't know where you fit, they're not, they have so much money invested in these platforms that they don't want to just put someone in there if they don't know exactly what they are. So that's why the people who go out there and whore themselves out where it's like, I'll say whatever you want me to say. They're like, oh, cool. They can control those people easier. That's why I, we we're talking about Dave Chappelle. I'm like, I think that's why Dave Chappelle quit because he's like, well, no, I, I want to do what I want to do. And they're like, no, 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 do what we want you to yeah. do. And he's like, no, no, I, but I know it's funny. And they're like, we know you know it's funny. And we know you'll be funny, but you we you have to do it the way we want you to do yeah. it. And he's like, no. And they're like, what about $50 million? And he was like, no. And they're like, I they watched- were, I think they were so shocked because forever people in Hollywood are like, oh, $50 million, I'll do whatever. And he was like one of the first guys to be like, no. And I think they looked at that like, you said no? Yeah. You said no? I watched his, I watched the, it was weird because speaking, you guys brought it all up. I watched his in, interview with Oprah in like 2006 yesterday. Okay. It I was about the it. deal. I haven't seen it. It's but. about, it's a really good uh, clip and he was talking about it and he's like, he was talking about how they were trying to control everything about him and they were yeah. like, but they also were like fucking with his brain. He went crazy, they were mm. saying. He was like, uh, they were putting stuff in the, like, they were like releasing like uh, statements about him and how he was sick and how he lost his mind. And, yeah. And they're like, he's missing writing sessions because he's sick. And he's like, I wasn't even scheduled to write yet. They're saying I'm behind on writing, but I wasn't yeah. even scheduled to start writing yet. Yeah. So and then that's he wrote like- and then he went to, he was like, I got ahead of schedule. Because I wasn't gonna let him control me. I was like, I'm not gonna let him talk this bullshit about me and make him think I'm some crazy person that I'm not. Mm. He goes, I got ahead of schedule and then I went to fucking Africa. Yeah. He didn't even tell his wife. That's fucking. He only told his brother. That's dope, man. He (laughs) He he said he goes. He said he didn't want to like tell anybody because he didn't want anything to get out. Mm. And so he called his brother. He's like, Hey, can you tell everybody that I'm going to Africa after I go to Africa? So, so he left out Africa and like, but the story that. It's so disturbing that people find a great product. Speaking of Dave Chappelle, great product, right? He's a great person and he's funny. He's hilarious. And yeah. he's been working for how many years? And he, he creates he this great product. He was like 17. No, man. 14, actually. I'm re- oh, sorry. It's 14? You. It's four. I okay. remember that. Oh, no, right. he's, that's what he, he's, he started 14, right? So, but how is it that these people, like, you're great at what you do. There's a reason you got picked up. It's because you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. But now when you pick up the product, you buy it, they're like, but we're going to change this, 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 this. It's like you knew what you were getting. Yeah. Why do you want to change it? I have fans. Yeah. I'm one of the biggest comedians in the world. I'm a huge personality. Why do you want to change? Because they want control. It's, it's control, man. It's all control. They want to control exactly what it That's what's disturbing what it about like. it. And the people that are controlling are the people that aren't creative. And they're just like, well, we have money. Yeah. And we want to act like we're cool. And we want to act like we know what we're doing. We haven't been through the shit. But yeah. we know what it's like. And it's like, no, yeah. you don't. And that's where it's funny when Josh was talking about the dying medium of radio and TV. It's like, that's why Mark Norman's special has a million yeah. views. And then the ones on Netflix But that's also why all of these things are... That's why all of these platforms change. That's why we do go back to... That's why we're finding new platforms like YouTube. That's why they're finding new streaming things. It's because all of the big platforms tried something different and they, they let people be themselves yeah. and then all of a sudden money started floating in they're like you got to change that yeah and yeah it's like well yeah. fuck you dude i guess i'm gonna go to fucking you uh, buy the youtube's probably gonna start changing youtube's talking like oh we well youtube change. already they shadow ban certain accounts and 
They demonetize you if you talk about certain things. And that's so fucked up. It's because you built this platform around it, and now you got us. And now... And But what's crazy, and again, this is where I was talking to Josh, like, you can't be mad at Hollywood for operating the way they've operated for 70 years. It's not new. This uh-huh. ju- They've just adjusted their model to the new platforms. And it's like, okay, so as the creative person, you have to do what Dave Chappelle did in the sense of like, don't get lured in by the money. Do what you know is the best product, funny, if, if, if you're not a funny person, if you're a drama person or whatever the fuck. Do what you think is the best to do. People will still go to it, right? Mm-hmm. People will still fuck with it. And it'll be fine. There will be new channels. When YouTube completely gets sold out and you can't just post whatever you want and they demonetize and go full overboard on that, Joe Rogan, he went to Spotify. He's just like, look, I don't give a shit. He he could honestly, and he didn't have to go to Spotify. Does Spotify have videos? I think they're probably going to start doing it. I They do, actually. I know they do. Is because, that what it is? Because I was like, well, he's a full-on YouTube. Like He has a show. They have. They have I know. I've watched music videos on Spotify before. Okay. And I mean, I Spotify, maybe it wouldn't it be, be hard their, for Spotify but yeah, to but do But maybe it. it's their new thing, like their new platform. Maybe they're going to open up a video streaming platform. I mean, I, I, I've watched a music video on my Spotify Yeah, I can see before. you watching like YouTube on it. But I mean, a, a music video on there. Yeah. But I, don't see, but I mean, like, I, I, I listen to podcasts on there all the time. Like I, I listen that. to, you know, Shane, Shane Gillis. I've heard of him. Dude, listen to his podcast, man. Uh, what is it? It's Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. It's fucking amazing, dude. See, that's why I don't know about it. It's a secret podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the podcast that got him kicked off SNL. Oh, that's the guy? Yeah, yeah. It's, they, they went back How did SNL even find it? It's a secret podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's on every platform, bro. It's on all the pra- It's funny when Josh was like, it's on all the platforms. I'm not going to act like I remember. I don't remember, dude. I added a bunch of platforms to our fucking podcast, and I don't even remember what they are. Um... But uh, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I think the point I was trying to make was like, as an artist, you have to adjust. And you but, don't have to adjust to meet the money needs. You have to adjust to keep your artistic integrity yeah, and, and freedom. Think, That's think, what you have to adjust to. I think adjusting is what it, it would be. It's just growing. Yeah. It's like you realize like when you first start off, you're like just saying whatever the fuck it is. And you're like, yeah. but why can't they understand? And it's like, well, it's stupid. It sucked. Yeah. And then you start growing, and then it's like, okay, things are getting better. People are starting to laugh. People are starting to enjoy it. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. It's not that you have to – it's not that you have to be different. It's like maybe – You have thoughts, to be you. You, you have, have to be you, you but you your thoughts are different but, but already. But you kind of got to control it. It's kind of like a – You have to be in charge of it. Yeah. yeah. You have to know how to utilize it because it's comedy. It's just like the microphone for us is like a, the the – the brush for a painter, right? Yeah. Like initially the painter's just throwing shit on there and then why don't people get my art, bro? It's like, well, you're not good at a brush yet. Yeah. But eventually they get, now they're really good at the brush. Stuff. So as a comedian, it's like, we got to go up there and be like oh, painting perfect little, and eventually you get really good at it, right? You get really good at the, the, the painting of it. And that's when you're like, so now that I'm really good at the stroke, once the painter's really good with the brush, they don't go back and just... <laughs> Yeah. No, they, they, they understand that they have the control. And it might look to an untrained eye like they're just painting everywhere, but they know exactly where they're, they're painting. Doing. And that's why, like, sometimes when you see, like, a comic like Josh, uh, if you have no idea, if you've never seen Josh before, if you're not a comedian, you might watch him and be like, this guy's just all over. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't write. It's like, no, no, he's, everything he says is calculated. Yeah. Even if it wasn't written ahead of time, it's still like he's taking in the things around him and being like, 
okay, I, so I could say this, 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 this. It's like this, watching and a then, masterpiece being created. Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy. But as soon as the first time I ever saw Josh, I was he he has a presence about him, mm-hmm. and as as soon as I wa- they said Josh Adams and I saw him and I saw him walk on stage, I was just like, I'm gonna watch him. He's, he's and then very he said it in his first sentence, I'm like, okay, this guy's unreal. Yeah, and it was a first sentence, and then I was hooked. But yeah, and that's but that's what he's good at too. That's one of the things where I, when I watch him, I try and be like, I try and watch how he works. Yeah. We were talking about watching TV shows, and now like we I've always watch watched comics from, too. Yeah, yeah, we watch him from a different perspective. Like yeah. how how are they doing this? Like I was saying when I was watching Breaking Bad yesterday, I was like, the way they cut the shit together, man. It's it's how they tell the story. And it's also you know? like I was telling you when we were talking about Andrew Schultz. I got to your house today. And I was like Andrew Schultz. I was like. When you notice about comics that are like the top, mm. they're smart people. They yeah. understand what the fuck's going on in the world. Yeah. And I'm over here talking about my dick, you know, and my love but you life. Can... <laughs> but, and I'm like, oh man, women. And, um, but, but you notice like yeah. people that like keep creating that are just great are people that are just aware, but they're nonstop. I don't know if they have a writing team or what, but they're fucking no, no, they always just, they hitting it. They are smart and they they constantly are putting in the work, dude. That's the, that's what I respect about guys like Andrew Schultz and and, and when you have Joe five Rogan when you have five podcasts when you have five podcasts and you're still he doing stand five podcasts. I'm kidding. I don't know. He has a lot. Of, I think he has he has a few podcasts. Okay, but the way that it, in his content, it's all good. Yeah, and I think, but what it is like people keep saying is is like these people that have all these YouTube channels and these and these podcasts and stuff. They're just we're creating we're creating animals just different breed of comedian animals that are yeah. just next level and if you're not fucking working you're you're going to fall behind yeah and that's that's where it's like I'm trying to we're both trying to just put out more content that what you know every time we work on the show that we're putting out um our secret show it's yeah. like I I feel good about the fact that we created something even though it hasn't been released yet I know where it's going I'm starting to get a better sense of the direction of it and I think it's, I think every time we make an episode of it, every time, even the podcast, like the podcast has gotten better. The podcast has gotten better production value. Um, and I think everything is supposed to be like that. Your yeah. comedy is supposed to be like that where it's like, I remember my first time on stage, I was drunk talking about random shit. Yeah, and now I'm like, I'm sober, sort of. And I'm talking about planned shit, even yeah. if it seems like it's not planned. It's like, yeah. you, you, again, with the brush. It's like I'm better with the mic now than I was four years ago. And I tend to even tell myself, too, I think I had a realization that um, it's like I'm chasing my dream. This is what I want to do with my life, right? And if I'm drunk and I'm high all the time, it's like, so do you really want it to be your dream? Are you serious about it? It's mm. like you got to take these moments and you got to treat them like it's – I don't want to say it's my job because it's not. It's my dream and it makes me happy. Yeah. But if I keep fucking up my dream, it's like you're ne- nothing's going to happen from it. Yeah. And it's like you you can be drunk and do it, but I don't think you're going to get to that. You're going to get to a level, but I think it's going it's well, to eventually I, I, maybe I fade think, out. I don't think you can always get drunk. Like there's Ron White, Doug Stanhope. There's some people who are like, no, no, they're drunk comedians. Yeah. That's who they are. That's I know, but I also think, life. but also I think we, I think they, they put in the work enough where it's like, they don't seem drunk. Too. <laughs> I'm not saying that you need to not seem drunk. I'm saying like their thoughts, they do this set, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I think you get when you get to that level and you have your set so compact, you can do it kind of drunk. It's well, gonna yeah. just seem a little different, but I mean I've I've had moments on stage like I'm always high when I go up. Yeah. I'm high all the time. But I've had moments where I'm like, I'm too high right now. Yeah. And it's not good. It does it in a fucking like I I've, I've done it where it's like 
you're like, oh man, yeah, let's go get, let's smoke. Oh yeah, let's drink. And then all of a sudden, like Justin Essenmacher, and I'm just like, yeah, what? And then I sit there and just laugh. I remember there was times when I first started comedy, dude, how I would just, I went up at like New Way Bar and I'd be high and drunk. And I sat there one time, like I was, I would be like encouraged to do stupid shit. Like Ben would be like, dude, just go up there and do silence. And I'm like, done. And I just go up, <laughs> and I just go up on stage and three minutes of just like, it's stupid shit. Or yeah. I would just, I've gone up there and I've just laughed because I was too high. And yeah. I just, I was like, hey, and I'm like, <laughs> and I did it for five yeah. minutes. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, there's, and that's where it's like I try and talk about comics who don't treat it like it's a job. Like, yeah, you're supposed to go out there and do what you want to do, and you don't have a boss when you do it. But that, like, if you're your own boss, it's still a job. Yeah. Like, if you're you're an entrepreneur, you have to take your business seriously. Like, if you're an entrepreneur and you you start your own business, cool. You don't have a boss who's like, hey man, you got to be here at this time. But hey gotta, man, this. You're still now, trying to no, no. You not have fail. to do that to yourself now. Because you have to be like, look, if I don't get there at a certain time, if I don't, you know, work hard on this thing, sweet, I own my own business, but that's going to go bankrupt. And it's the same thing with comedy where it's like if you go up there – and I remember when I was starting out, it's the same shit, dude. It's like I was just going to the bar. I was getting a couple drinks. I was going up there without a set list. So for me, it's like, all right, I'm not really going to drink. Unless the bar is like you have to buy a drink, I'll buy a drink. But I I don't go to the show to drink. I go – I try to make sure, okay – Look, I write out a set list. I'm like, I, I have this amount of time up there. Let me at least prepare some of it. And yeah. look, my set never goes the way I plan Ever. it. But I'd rather have a plan and deviate from it than go up there with no plan yeah. and just be aimless. Because then I, I'm up there and I've had it happen before. And I'm just like, man, I should have written some shit down, dude. And so that's where it's like I, I, I do better when I'm more organized about it. And I know I'm fucking autistic with how I track all the numbers and shit. But you know, that's one thing I wish me. I did. I don't, I, that's the one thing I'm like, am I, t- am I not taking it serious enough? Cause I don't write down the dates that I do it. I track it by how I feel on stage and how I'm doing, but it's kind of like me with working out. I don't mm. go on a scale. I just like look at myself. Well, and- I, I've, I got in the best shape of my life when I was doing the same workout routine every time I've gotten better in comedy when I'm up there. Like I'm going to work on one, two, three, four, yeah. five. I'm going to do these jokes. I've really been trying to do that. I've been trying to get away from like the... Taking open mics, just working on the joke, even if there's nobody there, just like doing mm. the joke. Because I, well, as a comedian, you want attention and you want people to laugh. So you're like, I gotta say something about the place, and you gotta give them to relate. Which I say this every fucking time, but I'm realizing I just need to work on the new shit. Yeah, the the shit is important. It's when Josh because that's when you about- go to a real show, then you get to have the fun. Yeah. You can filter it in. Oh, dude, there's nothing better than when you're doing like an actual show with an actual audience. No one's drunk yeah. heckling you, right? It's the perfect scenario. And I'm sorry all of us and can't you, be professional comedians and get great But you've done you've done a set at a club where you're like yeah. everyone's paying attention, everyone's listening, and then you say a joke that you've been working on at Mike's, you say it, it hits, and you're like, boom. Did you fucking see it? It's like when I'm at the gym and I shoot a three and I'm like fucking swish. I'm like, yeah. It feels great. Yeah. It feel, it's like this is what I've been practicing for. But it's, it's, you know, in the gym it's a little different. But it's like, I remember when I was playing basketball in, in high school, dude, when you hit a three in a game, you're like, ah! Dude, That's got, what doing a club show is dude, like. Dude, I, I got cut in eighth grade basketball, so. But you played, you've played sports and you've had, you've gotten a hit in a baseball game, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you get a hit in a game, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. My favorite one was when I pitched. Oh, and I, I threw a crazy pitching. and I threw a crazy knuckleball and I made the people look stupid. Mm. That was good, dude. My favorite shit. I liked pitching because 
you're in control, kind of like in comedy. Well, it's also you know? the most attention spot. Well, but I liked it because you can control the flow of the game. Just yeah. like in comedy, right? When you're up there with the mic, you're like, dude, I'm in control. I kind of dictate the tempo of the show a little bit. When you're a pitcher, it's the same thing. It's like, I'll throw when I'm fucking ready to throw it. Yeah. And I do. You're talking about throwing a knuckleball. Man, I just, I had this one memory. Uh, we, we got to play at like a college field. It wasn't a big college. It was some fucking Adrian or something, but it was like a cool field. And I threw this curveball, and it was going right at the hitter, and then it dropped in, and he did the the yeah. shake, and I was like, "Fuck you, dude! I got you." Felt so good, dude. It's okay. like when you it's like when you roast a drunk heckler, dude. It's the best because he when didn't you see get, it coming, dude. Yeah, especially when you get the coming. good ones, mm. man. Because I I I'm not gonna lie, back now that we came back, I've had a lot of hecklers, and I've yeah. failed a lot. Yeah. But the other show at Boogie's show at Paradise Ultralon, oh my god, almost got in a fight there, right? Yeah, I almost got in a fight. That was again some funny shit, dude. Well, I don't... But we were talking about this earlier, man. It's like everybody's pent up because they've yeah. been inside for three months. Now they're coming out. You know, Josh was talking like people are happy to be out and doing it. Yeah. And but 90, you're also finding 90, us... But 99% of the people are, but there's still the 1% of the guy who's like, I've been drinking at home the whole time. Yeah. And I don't like those guys that come out and they just... They, they drink at these shows and they're going to... It's... They want to get to be the drunks at the show. They want to show all their friends how cool they are. Yeah. I'm going to keep buying shots. I'm going to keep getting drunk. Hey, watch this. This fucking comedian, I'm going to fuck him up right now. And it's like, why can't you? Why would you even come to the show? Yeah. Those are the guys who, they go to baseball games to yell at the players. Yeah. But they're also. Fucking suck, but it's also, But it's also just a summer league for 14-year-olds. And they're like, fuck that empire. Yeah. Was that a call? That's your kid, dude. That's your kid. That's why I don't invite my dad to shows. Because I don't want him to be like, you suck. I'm like, but I'm your kid. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I had a joke planned. Shit, man. Dude, speaking of dads, my dad, I was on the phone today, and yeah. he was just like, I was telling him about my week coming up, and he's like... Oh, I thought you said telling him about your weed. No. I thought that's what I was, said, telling, I, was telling, I was telling him about my week like coming up, and I'm like, I gotta do this and this, and he's like, well, make sure you make time to make your set list for Wednesday and Thursday, and I was like... That's he ain't dumb, wrong. man. He ain't wrong. That's cool. Well, um, I, I mean... Think we've, I think we've hit enough feelings. Yeah, we hit all the feelings, for sure. We I don't hit know if we all talked about all our mics, but we did mics, and... We talked about some shit. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, you're going to be at a future comedy show Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, with Mike Ball. I'm emceeing. Yep. I'm going to um, be out in uh, Clinton Township on Wednesday night. What show? Where is that? Knuckleheads. Uh, it's at Lentini's or something. It's a it's a restaurant, so that's going to be on Wednesday. Um, other than that, man, thank you for listening to the Open Mics podcast. Check out Real Open Mics of Hollywood on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Um, you know, check out the other videos on YouTube. Also, don't forget to go follow Josh Adams. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put that stuff in the description. We'll put it up here during the interview and stuff. But Josh Adams, J O S H A D A M S Z Z Z. -Z. Um, so check him out too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening and Thanks, uh, and uh, yeah, do, do some fucking open mics if you're a comedian. Go 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 out there and create some content and do some comedy. God damn it. Yeah. Do that, and then also come back next week for our other episode. Next week. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Well, it's open mics with Marcus and Justin. Keep on thrusting until you're busting. They're two best friends who go to open mics. They both have some pretty terrible nights, but they also have a lot of fun, even though one of them is better than one. You all know which one I'm talking about, but neither of them do, so shut your fucking mouth.